Hey, this is Pastor Nate Cook, and you're listening to Pontificating Pastors, a podcast where we lock two pastors in a room and just let them talk about anything and everything. My friend Michael Pig is a church planner in San Marcos, Texas, and I'm a traditional church pastor here in Midwest City, Oklahoma. Today on the podcast, Michael and I get together for the first time since our kids' big wedding. And we talk about all the people who gathered on that day to celebrate with us. So we're calling this one, The One with the Great Cloud of Witnesses. So we hope you'll sit back and relax and enjoy this episode of Pontificating Pastors. Hey Michael, how is it going this week? Going well, Nate. How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing really, really good. We just had a big shindig together with uh, a wedding of our children. It was awesome. It really was. It was a good time. Yeah. Maggie and Tyler got married off, and uh, they went in style. It was nice. I I thought the whole day was good. you have any highlights you want to share as father of the bride, Mr. (laughs) Steve Martin? Well, uh First, we have to pick the cake because the cake said the whole one. Thank you, Frank. Uh, yeah, Frank from the uh, Martin Short. What a great, what a great pairing there. Um, I yeah. love that movie. I didn't. I wondered what that would be like to be the father of the bride. Um, but then again, I didn't wonder too much uh, leading up to the wedding. I was really just couldn't think about anything nostalgic. It just. Yeah. And, and, you know, like people say that it just makes you um, verklempt or what you remember. Yeah. I, you guys talk amongst yourselves. I'll give you a topic. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> I just. Coffee talk. We're just I feel like, bringing back all the 90s, 2000s references right <laughs> apparently there. Apparently so. Oh, my goodness. Um, I was just, you know, I thought that it would, it would make me tear up or whatever, but it really, it's a weird feeling. Nostalgia when you're, when you're moving through a very significant part of life, uh, to me, it didn't, it didn't make me tear up. It literally felt just like a black hole, just like, ah, then this phrase just kept coming to me. We're never going to be here again, which is so funny to me because I really, uh, I thought, you know, that was true. I thought we're never right. going to be here again. And I said it to Shelly a couple times and she would of course cry. And then she'd be like, you, you can't say those kind of things right now. Right. And, and so we just, we, we talked through it, but then when it happened, um, you know, the kids moved in to, um, an apartment there on campus and they were looking at the apartment and, and while they were there, I got on the phone. I wasn't with them. And I just said to Tyler, I said, I want you to go in the closet and I want you to reach up on the door facing on the interior of the closet. And I want you to see if you can find a push pin, like a tack, a thumbtack. And he did. And he reached up there on the inside of the facing and he found the thumbtack and he said, yeah, I found one. And I said, we put that in there as we moved out of that same apartment uh, over 20 years ago. Yeah, and, that's so crazy that y'all lived in the exact same apartment. <laughs> and so it turns out then we, like after the ceremony, we took, uh, just because of the timing and everything, Shelly and I decided that we would take the opportunity because we weren't going to go to sleep anyway. We were exhausted, but there was no sleeping because there was just right. too much unpacking to do. So we got in the car and drove to Bethany from Midwest City and went in their apartment and put all of the gifts. Like there's a whole bunch of gifts. So we loaded up the car with all the gifts from the from the uh, reception. And we took them over there and put them in their apartment. And I just remember thinking, huh, I guess we will be here again. Yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so it, there was so years much later. just felt very familiar. Um, right. And it, and it was wonderful. I, I really had a great day. Um, you know, I teased, I've teased a couple of men here in the church who have uh, three daughters each. And I said, wow, I just don't envy you on, on that. Um, but uh, I know, you know we've laughed about it because we have no daughters. And we're like, man, <laughs> well, we got yeah. off cheap in the wedding department there. Yeah, well, we have two boys, and, and I, I, I'm happy about that. I don't. Yeah. Uh, 
I think it's a different it's a different role um, that you play in weddings when you are the father of the bride versus the father of the groom, uh, the mom, I guess the mother of each as well. Our, uh, yeah, for sure. I, it was, you know, it was all good. I think that Maggie turned to me at one point in the day and said, I regret nothing. I think this That's is good. exactly it was supposed to be. I, it was perfect. Um, I think this is just exactly how I wanted it. And so when your kid says that to you, and I mean, what else can you say? You just praise the Lord for uh, good kids, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, that was – Maggie looked beautiful, by the way. I told oh, her that you. that day. She – She's a beautiful bride, and uh, we're super excited um, that Tyler and her are married now and just uh, excited about the future for them. But one of the things that, yeah, I think for me that day was just a testimony of the faithfulness of God and God's people and all the, all the intertangling of relationships that... I'm sure to people outside the church seem kind of weird, but you know, just the fact that our kids are getting married and we've been <laughs> friends for a long time. Uh, the yeah, fact that yeah, yeah. that church was packed full of people from Southern Nazarene University that nourished both of us in our faith in our yeah. younger years. Um, yeah. uh, two church bodies that that loved our kids really well. Well, actually, yeah. more than two. Um, but two present church bodies. I mean, you you know, you were in Orange. I was in Fort Worth. So many church people that loved our kids well, so that they still love Christ and His church. Um, yeah. You know, it's a beautiful thing. And then even our friend JJ, who I finally got to meet in person. Um, you know, I had run right. into JJ. I guess we've been in the same circles many times, but never really gotten to know each other because we were both involved in NYI. But just like we're in a preaching cohort together and he ended up staying at my house one extra night because of the airport. And so just all the good things and the good people that God has brought into our lives and and really so many great things have come into my life and into our kids' lives, I think, through the people of God. I mean, our rehearsal Absolutely. dinner, we had two guys that just donated barbecue. I mean, tons of meat. I was still eating it. You know, last time I checked, it's still out there, you know, and it's, it's getting to a point where it may be dangerous for me to eat it. But um, just so much food, um, people just donating their time. And I know you guys have people from your church that came up and helped oh, they and did. They were did. in the wedding and coordinating the wedding and all kinds of mm -hmm. stuff. And so I, I just think, uh, you know, the people of God and, and God's goodness to us was just evident on display um in in that whole ceremony and then you know just like you said the kids everything just being as they would have had it although things always go wrong hashtag the men's warehouse uh, <laughs> we had a few you have to explain that. explain that the the oh, seven inches of missing pant leg yeah like. there were so many things but but that was probably the funniest one from the get-go um, there was obvious miscommunication there and uh, we were supposed to pay for all the taxes and they kept trying to make the groomsmen pay for them and then when they went to pick up the taxes they were all supposed to be in one location and Paul and her sister drove to three locations but the funniest one definitely was Nathan picking up his suit pants that were um, what we used to call culottes although they were tight they were like up to his calves maybe Nathan, knickerbockers yeah were... knickerbockers yeah <laughs> The New York Knickerbockers. Maybe Nathan was destined to play for them or something someday. But um, Nathan, our oldest, is six seven. For those of you who don't know, he's a he's a gentle giant. But he uh, he tries on his tux pants, and I have a picture of it. Maybe I'll throw it in the comments. But but definitely up to his calves. Uh, they had been tailored <laughs> up to his calves. Oh, and gosh. then the one bow tie that Tyler was supposed to wear um, ended up we had two other guys that got a bow tie which was supposed to signify him as the groom and that was never rectified but they end up giving them to the guys that were going to do the toast so at least it would be somewhat uniform it, it was just uh, uh but i told tyler before it happens i said those are the things you'll remember about the day a lot of things you'll forget <laughs> but you'll remember yeah. the it's like when you go on a teen trip and you remember the flat tire and standing by the side of the road 
in in a hundred degree weather and thinking you know we need water we need, you know and teens being frustrated but but you never forget that trip you might forget the one where you drive home and there's absolutely oh. no issue so yeah yeah the the ones where there were no issues we don't have video footage of but the ones where we ran out of gas the kids did testimonials like uh, <laughs> like they were on like while I was going yeah. to get gas, I have video footage of my like teams reality TV show doing reality TV testimonials yeah. in the van. So yeah, uh, yeah, no, good stuff, good stuff. And, and I think you know Tyler and Maggie are learning that. I we heard from them at the honeymoon while they were traveling. They had issues with their flight, and and yeah. I think they finally realized at some point, you know, life is going to bring you all kinds of stuff and. You have to make the best of it. And I think they really oh, yeah. did. And it seemed like well, they had yeah. a good time, even in the airport, playing cards and stuff. So. Yeah. Well, you either signed up for adventure or you signed up for everything to go as planned. Yeah. And how boring uh, would it be if everything yeah. went as planned? Well, you know, uh, <laughs> Shel, yeah, Shel Silverstein has a, a poem. I think it's in A Light in the Attic that says, The Land of Happy. Everyone's happy all day. And he, he goes through like a series of things where they're all happy. And then he gets to the end and says, The Land of Happy. What a bore. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've also seen, uh, I think it was What Dreams May Come. It's a movie. Oh, yeah. And there have been yeah. other stories where, you know, someone gets everything they want and they realize that's hell. <laughs> that's that's exactly what hell is, to get everything uh -huh. you want all the time. Yeah. Unless uh, you're Willy Wonka. And then, you know, he tells Charlie <laughs> at the end, hey, did you hear about the man who got everything he always wanted? You know, <laughs> and he lived happily ever after. Yeah, the, uh, well, you know, I I guess somebody can, but uh, right. according to the Matrix, you know, and, and Agent Smith, our our uh, feeble minds reject it when everything is perfect. Yeah, but. yeah. Well, and I think that's what we learned. I mean, speaking of weddings, um, the whole and they lived happily ever after. That's not really what life is. In life, you're gonna you're gonna get some speed bumps. You're gonna run into some things you weren't expecting, and I think. I think the great thing about marriage is you have someone to encounter it with, you know, you got somebody yeah. to walk alongside you in those moments. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And, so. and you know, it's really, uh, you were commenting about kind of some of your notice on the day. Um, I, I couldn't help it. And I had, I had planned to say this, but it became so emotional that I just had to bypass it in my commentary during the ceremony. Um, I, I almost got I almost got it said uh, at the reception, but again I had to bypass it because it was it was just too great, and I don't even know. I, I hope I can say it now, but um, there was a moment where all I could think was the phrase in Hebrews, "such a great cloud of witnesses." Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and I I looked at the kids, and it made me smile. I looked at you, it made you know we. I, somebody said, "How'd you get through it without crying?" I said, "Well, first off, I I just read the script." Um, like I, that was, we were instructed to read the script. I think we, they were worried about us going too off script. They, they were, they were. And I think the letters that I wrote were a little off script, but, um, you know, I, they wanted to give us a little room for off script, but they also didn't want to be up there for an hour and a half, I think. So, which yeah. is smart on their part, but as we've proven uh, on this podcast, we can do an hour <laughs> on nothing. Absolutely about nothing. nothing. That's right. Yeah. I mean, with something Jerry, significant, imagine yeah. what we could do. Jerry Seinfeld, Jason Alexander, Julia yeah. Lewis Dreyfus, eat your heart out. We can do nothing yeah. without even trying. Um, the uh, this is a a moment. There was a moment there when I I was looking and and people were asking, you know, how did you make it through? And I said, well, we stuck to the script. But I really, it was really great to have you there um, because while you were doing your parts, which mind you. You know, for those who weren't there or didn't catch it, you know, Nate got to say some important things to Maggie, and I got to say some important things to Tyler, and that really helped. That we weren't saying yeah. to our own child, <laughs> but we were inviting a new child into our families, kind of. A and as I understand it, that was Maggie's idea. I thought it was great the way everybody uh, that talked to me was like, "I love the way y'all did that," and I said, "Well." You can thank Maggie for that. Maggie did that. Maggie really thought that out, and she told us about it early on, uh, and asked for approval. But I mean, she she wrote the she wrote the ceremony. Tyler uh, had some input in it too. I don't want to rob yeah. him of that. But um, you know, uh, he's always and, got input. 
and and I you know I I'm I've been in this game long enough to know that Shelly and Paula probably had some input that neither of us know about <laughs> as well. So, um, you know, no, come on, <laughs> can't imagine. So, yeah, they've learned to just leave us out until the rough draft has been written, and then you know, yeah, bring us in and say, "What do you think of this?" But right. it's already been through enough uh, redactions that you know we're gonna say, "Yeah, it's great." Um, well, but well, that's the best part about being the father of groom is you just say, "Where do I where do I show up?" and and <laughs> what do you need out of my checkbook? And yes, right. ma'am. Other than yeah. that, it's like I. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, it, that's not terribly dissimilar from my my role in the whole <laughs> right, thing. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I I just there was I didn't fall apart uh, when it was about the kids because because I did write a script. I wrote letters and I I did my best to stick to the letter because I knew what I could say and what I couldn't say without just falling apart. Um, but whenever I would look up at the crowd, like if I would look between Maggie and Tyler or around them. Um, and I would see, you know, all the people who came to support us, man, that was the, that was the real tearjerker for me, uh, is because I just didn't do that. <laughs> well, I didn't. After the first time I did it, I thought, oh, I can't, I can't look at them again. I, I certainly just looked couldn't at look at the kids. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't look at Shelly. I just, I, yeah, if I looked past I didn't and I looked dare at Shelly, I, I, I would have fallen apart, but Shelly, you know, was sitting there and it's a, you know, the pastor's wife has kind of a rough role in everything. Uh, you know, it's very rare, very seldom that the pastor's wife gets to sit with her husband or the pastor's, I should say pastor's spouse. Cause we, you know, it's not that we, yeah, we just happen to both be men. My uh, brother's the pastor's wife. He used to he, joke back in the yeah, day yeah. when nobody right. made accommodation for those things back when his wife started back mm-hmm. about 20 something years ago. And he was like, Beverly, I'm the pastor's wife. Yeah. <laughs> and Beverly was there at the wedding. Yeah. And she, and she made wonderful commentary. I appreciated her commentary on the, on the whole ceremony and the, um, just, and there was a moment when very pastorally she went and said something very nice to the, to the photographer and I just happened to be walking past as she did. And I thought, wow, you know, not only do we have this great cloud of witnesses, but they're, they're people who are doing the work of a church family, uh, you know, just embracing the good celebrate. They really were there to celebrate with us. And it was like, everybody there was just looking for more and more and more to celebrate. And I just, I I just, I had a great day. So you were saying something about Shelly and the pastor's spouse role. I think we interrupted. Oh, well, they just sit alone. They, they yeah, always sit alone. Yeah. Um, and it was, and I couldn't look at Shelly because her whole family was sitting right there with her. And her sister was holding her hand over her shoulder and uh, sitting behind her. And I was just, I don't know, I was just overwhelmed with gratitude for such a great cloud of witnesses. Um, yeah, yeah, that is great. One of, Paula has... has frequently mentioned sitting alone like it's kind of a strange thing although now that i do less like in the preliminary part of the service i get to sit with her at least until i get up and preach a lot but um because she likes to sit up front so she won't be distracted she can just kind of focus in because she's easily distracted by things moving or whatever so she likes to sit up front but yeah it was uh for my for me Equally as exciting was Sunday um, because, you know, your family was there, some of your extended family. JJ and Julie were with us and their family and then my whole family, both sides, yeah. uh, except for, I think, my brother-in-law's wife. But other than that, I think the entirety of both sides were yeah. there. Um, and so I was just like, you know, to have everybody with you in worship and, yeah. you know, that's I was brought up in this tradition um, of faith called Christianity, but also more specifically Nazarendom. Um, <laughs> and it was just like a big family reunion. Really and yeah. to hear, um, I, there's so many ministers and leaders in that congregation that the singing was overpowering it that morning. Like I could hear the voices over the instruments, which often uh, yeah. is not the case in worship settings, you know? Right. It was very I loud. I actually thought. I actually thought well, they could turn the instruments up today. Yeah. Um, the uh, yeah. I don't think the crowd at home, you know, watching online probably could 
appreciate that but yeah uh, we do have one little crowd mic but i don't know if it picks up that much but it was and there was, it a, was much there was louder. a moment there was a moment in there that just really tickled me um you know because jj had read uh scripture yeah um, and here's, here's i, I, I want to give him a hard time i'm gonna i'm gonna tag him on this post but he had to wear his ou stuff to suck up to my congregation <laughs> And give a little dig at me and the same thing because I'm a big Texas fan. For those oh, of you who don't he know, had, yes, he. But anyway, it so JJ much. was he reading. He was reading scripture, um, you know, and he's the pastor of a church in uh, Nevada, and um, in, in Carson City. And then we had Beverly, who's the who's on staff at a church um, in Houston, uh, and she was helping to distribute the elements of communion and dave is a worship leader in houston and um he uh, he's over there and there's a moment when Corey, your your niece was singing it is well and dave just uh just sings it is well and he's playing the piano right and like yeah and it's just it was like an echo and he just threw it in there and i i mean i got tickled i laughed out loud because it just caught me off guard and it was just right the whole moment was just packed with so much meaning and value and it was just such a celebration and and my phone was full of text messages from people who had attended the wedding who afterwards on their way home said what a blessing and thank you for that and thank you for the invitation and 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 messages from people who couldn't be there that said we're thinking about you this morning sorry we couldn't be at the wedding but we're praying for you guys we love your kids you know there was just so much packed into there and it was really difficult i just got to confess that it was difficult for me because i had a sinus infection and my voice was almost completely gone yeah and we were all kind of struggling with that sinus con, uh, infection was, around the house, weren't we? Yes, we were. I don't know if we all ran into the same inflammatory, uh, uh, you know, pollen Something. or what, whatever. Yeah. Um, but uh, it just, uh, it was just, it really was terrible because I really wanted to sing the Lord's praise really loud and, and I couldn't get anything to come out. It was yeah. just a hoarse voice. So uh, so I, I'm glad to be sharing this with you now so we can just give the Lord some glory yeah. this morning. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a fun Sunday for me, and uh, they made the next week though very quiet because uh, <laughs> you know in my house I know you still got people in your house and your house is still full, uh, it's still very active. Um, uh-huh. You have two boys and your in laws currently, um, and and but for me it was me and Paula and, and Tyler had moved out and uh, Nathan and Kobe were recovering from two weeks of camp so. We didn't do a lot with them, so it was, it was just a pretty quiet week, um, which was good in some ways, but also, you know, after so much activity for this extrovert, it was kind of like, oh, wow, that's a big change. Everything <laughs> kind of stopped yeah. really quickly. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so now I am in the process of reorienting to a little slower pace of life. Um, although once the honeymooners got back, we got to see them again. So I'm sure I will see my kids more in the coming days. And the church is picking up again uh, after COVID. And so we got a big a week in a, about a week. We've got three parties and three nights or something like that. So uh, one for Fun Paula's time. work, one for the church at our house. And then there's one more night right in a row. So uh, it'll be a busy week, but we're excited to to kind of get back to some of those things that we have enjoyed uh, with our church and with Paul's work. That'll be a, a big fun night out. We're, I think we're going to Wheeler Park. So, so yeah, it, we'll, we'll find things to do, I bet. We're not people who just sit around all the time for some reason. No, we're not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not good at sitting still. Um, I wouldn't say Shelly's very good at sitting still. Uh, sometimes when I want to sit still, Shelly's ready to go. And sometimes when she wants to sit still, I'm ready to go. So it's, yeah, that's interesting, that in isn't sync. it? Yeah. 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 That's, that's for sure. Well, I think, you know, um, one of the things that I, I took from this whole wedding, um, 
one of the things that's really actually, I mean, surprised me a little bit, not surprised me, but just the fact that our kids, you know, a lot of kids, when they get older, their parents become like, I don't know, the laughing stock or the enemy. But I, I really think uh, as I've watched Tyler and Maggie interact, like, like they still value input, which is interesting to me. You know, they, they, during the wedding, uh, they, they were asking questions, uh, you know, about their apartment, about, you know, just trying to do this adulting thing well. And, uh-huh. uh, it, it makes me feel good that they're actually asking us questions um, because it <laughs> it makes me think that they think we've done the adulting thing okay, um, and and I know right. many kids who who don't share a lot with you know with parents, um, and so I, I think it's going to be we're not done parenting, but it'll be a different phase. <laughs> it'll be a little different kind of parenting. Sure. It'll be very hands off, but also when that. You know, when when the uh, advice is needed, then we we have to be a- available to give it. You know, absolutely. Uh, Maggie this morning just sent Shelly a text that said something to the effect of "Mom," and Shelly said, "Maggie." And she said, <laughs> "What?" Uh, yeah, and Maggie wrote back, "I forgot to cut up the hamburger meat before I put it in the freezer." <laughs> um, you know, which. N- right. Not a not a normal text conversation. This is a whole new yeah, a whole new text conversation, you know. I don't I don't know why it needed to be a conversation, but it was a shared moment and Shelly laughed out loud, so I said, "What are you laughing about?" and she told me and I went, "Oh, that's funny." Uh because it, that's a that's a strange nuanced adulting moment, right? Like how do I do this? Is it okay to thaw the meat? and cut it up and then put it back or how, how do i how do i get at the just the section that i need with <laughs> without thawing the whole yeah. thing you know which is you know i guess we're supposed to be able to ask our parents these are these are strange questions like who else are you going yeah. to ask well and that brings up a whole other point of this idea of just um i don't know being able discipleship being about more than just talking about God and and the idea that you know we really in our world we need community of communities of faith to help with with just the really simple basic I mean sometimes people don't have those people to go to I think about other people in my life that have invested in me one of them being my father-in-law you know, um, when it comes to things like just fixing household items, you know, things that I, I don't know. And, and my dad does more than I do, but we cook men have never been known to be Mr. fix it. And, you know, my father-in-law does that stuff for a living. And so I, I think about the people now, you know, as you look at this young couple who's just launching out on their own and you forget about the things you just have to learn along the way. And, uh, I think it would be beautiful if the church community would say, you know, we'll, we'll be willing to stand in as uh, surrogate-like parents, if you will, to to a whole generation of young people growing up who, yeah. ha- who just have questions. Like, we've even yeah. Yeah. pondered this about in the fall. Do we go to, like, on Wednesday nights offering, like, life skills classes for people who are just learning to do life, you know, um, right. rather than... I told my board, do you guys need another Bible study? I mean, <laughs> is, is it about reading it one more time or is it about doing it? You know, like some of those yeah. things we've read. Some, those of us have been in church a long time. Um, you may have read that story 500 times. Have you enacted it in faith? You know, kind of trust. <laughs> have you begun to live into it? Yeah. And, and maybe just loving your neighbor means taking some time to help somebody who's who's trying to figure out this whole adulting thing, you know? Well, sure, um, sure. I, I think um, one of my family's biggest concerns uh, with us being in ministry, I know my parents, uh, Shelly's parents, uh, have always been concerned, will they have, uh, you know, they, they know how the church works. They've been a part of the church. They raise us in the church. They have expectations of the church to care for us and to love us and to provide for us community, right? This is what they expect. And they're always surprised when it happens, and they're always blessed by it. And they generally, everywhere we've moved, when we pastored a church, 
uh, they knew that we were walking into a community of faith. And but when we came to San Marcos, they knew that uh, you know <laughs> we there was no church here. We, yeah. we were responsible for for creating that or I, that's a weird way to, I don't even know how to talk about it. Cause the Lord does all that work. We just sort yeah. of show up. I mean, the church um, is there, but maybe, maybe gathering, <laughs> yeah, gathering yeah, the would be disciples. I don't know. Res- I know. Yeah. There's mean. some responsibility here to, to generate that or make that happen and, um, or feeling like you should. And so, uh, we, that, as we moved here, they were concerned. They were like, you have such a great support system in orange and those people are so great. And some of them came to the wedding and it was good to see them. And they sent cards and gifts and, uh, well wishes. And, um, and as we came here, they were concerned. Well, uh, our first community, of course, you know, the, those that we were involved in planting the church with were, were part of a team and whatnot, but you know, we, we, they were, for the most part, they were strangers too. We were getting to know them. And one of our first friends was actually the family who lives just a couple doors down. They're, a, they're our neighbors, um, the Mendez family. And um, and I remember one time after we had kind of, you know, they had had us to the house and we had had them to ours and our kids were getting to know each other. And uh, we sat, you know, they invited us to sit with them at the ball games and those sort of things. And they had just, they, uh, they gave us a place. They were people of peace for us. Right. And, uh, and so, you know, Jesus said, if you go into a town, you should look for people of peace and people who will welcome you in. And they were certainly, uh, but they have their own church and their own gathering right. that they've been a part of their whole life. And so they were never going to be part of Wayfinders, but they were uh, part of the kingdom. And so it didn't matter. And there were no lines. Yeah. And they were, uh, you know, they came to our small group as we were getting started to be sort of, uh, you know, some of our... Uh, critical mass as it were yeah, encouraging and, yeah and came to launch day and those sort of things and they they're just been great well they weren't going to miss the wedding for anything and maggie uh you know she I, she had uh, leonard and rosie who are uh um you know the grandparents uh, of of the mendez's children and yeah i was so and, glad to meet them and they came and they helped, and they were right there in beside my mom and dad, and uh, and 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 Shelley's family. They didn't, they didn't, you know, there were no lines. It was just these people belong to us. And Maggie sat them with the grandparents. She sat Leonard and Rosie with the grandparents, um, and uh, and that meant a great deal to them. But I remember when my dad came to town, and he took them out to eat, and he said. Uh, uh, and and Wayne and Faye got to do the same thing, Shelley's parents. Um, but I particularly remember the conversation that my dad had with them um, where he just said, hey, listen, in our kids, when they move, we never know uh, what kind of friendships and what kind of support system and what kind of encouragement they're going to find. Um, and we just, we just like to, we just brought you here and we want to buy your meal just as a way of saying thank you um, for taking our kids in for loving our kids yeah. and acting as surrogates because we live far away and right. knowing that you you guys are here to love on them and care for them means a great deal to us and it was just such a wonderful blurring of lines uh denominational lines and uh, you know whatever uh, proximity lines of proximity and and uh, it was just so great to know that that you know the kingdom exists beyond the walls of the church and and it lives in our neighborhood and it lives in our life and so that whole great cloud of witnesses just pulsates in everything that we do uh oh yeah the other day we were we had a uh uh, an ordination uh interview interviews oh yeah yeah we're doing interviews and um and so we're you know you serve on credentialing boards there in oklahoma and i serve on credentialing boards here in um in south texas and oftentimes we get to interview people on their road on their trek through uh ordination and there's this one couple um the lovers uh yeah and and they and you know them because they served there in oklahoma and they went to southern nazarene university and you know them well and the dad preceded me in fort worth he did. He did. I followed um, him. Yeah. He, you followed him as a youth pastor. And so there's a lot of points of connection there. 
Well, when they walked into that room, because there's so many people who come into into ordination and and uh, doing their their uh, their course of study and doing their sort of internships, I guess you'd call them, or apprenticeships, or uh, where they serve um, as staff members or in the church. And as they're coming up and they're getting their licensure taken care of and they're kind of proving themselves, as it were, I, that's a terrible way to phrase that. But yeah, I don't like that wording. But yeah, I know what but, you mean. <laughs> but it, but it's what's. I mean, it's kind of what's happening. But it's well, also would, yeah, as the church to be is affirmation, recognizing right? their yeah. gifts and graces. Maybe. So many, yeah, so many times it seems like an interrogation. Do you it know does. the right theology? Do yes. you know the? And it's really supposed to be just especially when the, we went through. It's changed. Re, uh, yeah, it has changed quite a bit. And and as far as I'm concerned, whenever I do an inter- interview. I always tell them, and and our district superintendent is great to encourage us to do this. Our credentials board director is great, um, Jeffrey and Ray. They're wonderful men. Um, But they encourage us, hey, this isn't supposed to make it harder for people. We're supposed to be here as a resource to make it easier for people. We're supposed to make the path uh, you know, smooth, lay, you know, get, take the hurdles and, and you know, get them out of the way and say, hey, listen, we want to do everything in our power to encourage you and help you along this path. And and the accountability you experience won't be a finger pointing and shaking, uh, but it will be a pat on the back and an encouragement and a lifting high. And it should be that. That's what accountability is meant to be, is a, a walking alongside you. I will help bear your yeah. burden. And so well, and our process is rigorous enough. You have to really want it you have to really feel the call to get through it. Yeah, I mean, you do. There's there's years of study, there's years of ministry that are required. So it's not like right. somebody can just luck their way into the whole thing. Like like you have to be able to exhibit the gifts and graces, and yes. you have to have the drive. You have to feel the call, or you're not going to do it. You're just you're not, not going to get it. all the way through. Yeah, it's impressive when somebody who comes to it late in life is willing to go through all of the oh, jump yeah. through all the hoops, as it were, and. Um, I just am so impressed with the candidates, you know, and, but a lot of times they come through and they have these hard stories about, you know, just what they've been through and how long it took to get here and all these things. And then you have a couple like, you know, Kenneth and Andrea who come in and everybody in the room already knows them. We know their story. We know their dads. We know their moms. We know their great aunt. You know, we know, we know what church they grew up in and we're there to just be like, you know, just celebrate, just uh, we just there's a they walk into a great cloud of witnesses and it's fun to say this is how it's supposed to be you you did this and did, was it was it a drudgery and they're like no I mean sometimes it was hard and it it required something of us and ministry's not always easy but we never felt like we were alone in it we always felt like we had a network and we and it you know and it's proven by the fact that we walk in a room full of people from all over Texas uh, and we know all of them. And they know our names right. and they know our yeah. story because they know our parents and they've seen us grow up and, you know, all those things. And I just, as we were kind of, I was kind of reflecting on uh, the wedding weekend and both of our kids are on their way uh, toward ordination. They're both uh, seeking district license in this next year and those sort of things. Um, I just, I just thought to myself, someday they're going to walk into a room full of people who already know their name yeah who, who yeah. know their story and who have done nothing but root for them and encourage them along the way and i just yeah. think man that's the way the church is supposed to work it's that we're at our best when we raise our kids in close proximity to to god and god's people well so. yeah one of the well wishes that i got i think it was the day before day of um uh, one couple that said we really hate to miss this we're not going to be able to make it but um was the pastor of the nazarene church in enid who when uh, we had our fire tyler's guitar had been smashed and and their church just took up a collection yeah. and and bought him a brand new tailor which the guitar i had bought him was much cheaper than a tailor <laughs> but this pastor's son was a worship leader also named tyler who owns a lawn care business and he was part of the charge saying we need to buy this boy a new guitar and and the dad and so they took up a collection they took us to guitar center they let tyler pick out a tailor brand new tailor got him all the things he needed like tuner and all that stuff and uh set him up 
And then it's just been cool along the way to see when Tyler, you know, auditioned for Remedy and made it. I sent them a text and said, hey, your investment in my son is going to pay off at district camps all summer. You know, yeah. there'll be kids yeah. who who encounter God through worship. And, and my son gets to be a part of that. And uh, your encouragement along the way. So there are the, that like great cloud of witnesses. Uh, I think that was yeah. one of the greatest things about the whole weekend for me, too, is they didn't make it, but they always, you know, have encouraged our kids, send gifts. Um, and, and they were very sorry to miss this one. And after I thought about it for a second, I was like, of course they are. This is Tyler. This is the one that they they invested in as a church yeah. and uh, yeah. as a family. And uh, and so, yeah, there's just so many stories like that. And, and, and that's why it's so, I mean, we always want to remind our kids, like, you are not self-made. <laughs> You're not self-made yeah. in any way, shape, or form. I, yeah. you know, I I never thought about the ministry, but even in that, my my whole thing going into chemistry and everything, it wasn't till later in life. But here I am, this grandson of two Nazarene. Well, one was Nazarene and one was Nazarene part of the time. But ministers. My dad was a youth pastor, so I was being formed for this long before I ever even gave it a, a thought. And so, you know, sure. when 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 your kids are young and and sometimes we you know we in america we like to think we're self-made uh but these kids they have no they they have to have no doubt that there has been they're standing on the shoulders of generations of people uh who have loved them who've cared for them uh, you know my ds was there on on uh you know to support him as one of his pastor's sons. i mean there's just this big web this huge community <laughs> Yeah, of faith and and it spans you know all through Texas and Oklahoma and way up to Nevada and all other places that I'm sure I don't even know. Um, you know, we have people Absolutely. from all over there. So, and that doesn't even include their own friend group and peer group and just the great cloud of witnesses to their love for life and people that showed up and all the college kids that oh, yeah. you know were. We're yeah. out at, you know, I looked out in my pool and all the little kids were in the pool on Friday night and then they got run out by all the college kids. And there's just this huge <laughs> group of people just yeah. loving doing life together uh, and uh, celebrating their friends. And so, sure. And some and, of them yeah. will celebrate soon. They'll have their own wedding or graduation they and they will. And they'll go celebrate with them. So it's, it's yeah. just cool. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, it all, all of this came on the tail of Jonah graduating high school. And, yeah. And, uh, and the first, I mean, the first real gathering of a large gathering that we've yeah. been a part of uh, was at the, the, his high school graduation. It was in the stands of a stadium. It was all outdoors, you know, and there was some masks and things like that. But and there was, was the rain. Time, there was a lot of rain. A lot. We got totally sopping wet. It was the funniest thing. Tyler, Tyler and I laughed our heads off while we were yeah, trying to Tyler put a poncho. Yeah, Tyler loves that story. Oh, gosh. We had so much fun. Um, you know, what else are you going to do? You can't. I mean, you can't shake your fist at the rain. It doesn't. Right. It doesn't matter. Um, so you just laugh, and we laughed, and it was fun. And I actually, uh, you know, just sent a an email to the superintendent from my car, sopping wet, that just said, "No matter what kind of phone calls you get about this, when they were running to their cars, they were laughing." Um, yeah. Because I, I saw them laughing, and right. This is the most. This is the most exciting graduation I've ever been to. Thanks so much for a good evening, <laughs> you know, yeah, and, right. uh, you know, but we, following that, we invited people to our house and it was the first time we'd had a bunch of people to our house right. in 18 months or better. And, and they all came to celebrate our kid, you know, right? and they came to see each other. And it's just, I don't think we're ever going to escape how much we do really need each other. And how yeah. good it is to be together. I was um, wondering how people would do with this. Was the first big event I'd been to that wasn't social distance or math. I mean, this wedding, we only have so many seats in that sanctuary that we can put yeah. in, and yeah. there's no social distancing when you got these two kids who have a lot of friends and family. And I yeah. mean, we packed that place out, and nobody. I don't even. It just felt right. I don't. Th I didn't even think about it. You know, once we started the whole thing, it didn't even cross my mind that oh yeah, we haven't been doing this. It just felt like this is how life should be. You should mm -hmm. have a room full of people. 
You should be celebrating. You should be enjoying the moments yeah. that come around once in yeah. a lifetime. And uh, you should be dancing. I always thought it was stupid that Nazarenes didn't dance. I was like, if there's not dancing in heaven, I don't want to be there. Like, <laughs> like there should be some rejoicing and celebrating yeah. and well, dancing. And yeah, I think we were. There was no, for me, there was no moment that was more evidentiary of how of of that celebratory uh, feeling than when uh, you know they introduced JJ has the mic and he's standing in the in the uh, reception hall. Uh, and he's saying uh, he's welcoming people, and he can't see them because they're all backlit. So he's asking me, <laughs> "Who is that? Who is that? Who's that?" Who is that? Uh, <laughs> and so I felt bad for JJ in that moment. Yeah, I was he like, had he a list. So far the, away. the kids were out of order. He's on the yeah, other side. He's they were backlit, so you only saw silhouettes. It was it was hilarious, and I couldn't see him any better. So I was asking Shelly. And then you got twins, and you got two yeah. girls named Macy, and you had all that to the mix. And poor JJ's over there, oh. like, help! It was it was a hoot. I was laughing so hard I couldn't hardly stand myself. But uh, and then to have Maggie's oldest friend, um, Naya Patel, who was there for Maggie when we moved to Orange, and she just embraced Maggie and cared for her and to have her there celebrating with us and her little brother is judah's best was judah's best friend when we lived in orange the whole time and they've kept in touch since we moved um but he was judah's first friend like he was really uh you know judah's real first friend because he met him at school and and judah fostered that relationship and they did it on their own you know and um and then for maggie to be friends with naya and for her to be able to come to the wedding and judah and naya step out of sort of the the fog as it were uh, or out of the out of the into the the fellowship hall there and they did a little dance move and then they took out these cannons yeah <laughs> confetti know, cannons confetti cannons and oh they, yeah it was awesome and they, they popped them and they blew up and confetti went everywhere and um you know, Judah is he's a very serious soul. He's not a real celebratory guy. He's he's very right. conservative with his you know, with everything. And uh so for and that was his idea. And oh, so wow. in that moment when he did that, I thought uh you know, that was just a powerful moment for me as a father watching my sons uh welcome Tyler but feel like they were also kind of saying goodbye to Maggie a little bit. Uh, knowing that things were changing, you know, she wasn't going to be coming home for the summer and those sort of things. That was, and watching them process that was very sweet. Uh, and it was, a, it was, it was heavy. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It was heavy, but it was sweet. And, uh, and so I enjoyed the first look with Maggie and watching her brothers respond to her uh, was, was a very tender and sweet moment for me. Uh, getting to dance with her uh, there at the reception and and just talking i'm sure people wondered what we were talking about we were having a good time but uh uh you know I'll i was tell just you, impressed with the spin did you like it you got, yeah the, you did a double spin it was we nice. did a double twirl there like, that's pretty uh, impressive and took must a have practiced together, a little bit so. yeah no that we didn't cool. practice at all the selfie was cool the selfie was fun yeah, yeah. so it and, was uh, a, it was a yeah it was fun i i think uh we're almost to that hour we said we could talk. <laughs> We're about 47 minutes Two-parter. in. Two-parter. Two-parter. Yeah, yeah. No, we, we probably run it as one if we don't talk for 30 more minutes. But Okay. Yeah, I, I definitely think, you know, I don't want to diminish anybody's pain from the church because I know there's been a lot of pain in a lot of people's lives. And, and to be honest, we pastors have had our share of pain from the church because when you're as Absolutely. close to the church as we are, you get a sure. lot of pain, but I, sure. I, I do hope people see that the church when it's when it's done even decently. I don't even know if I want to say well. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. It, it is. It's a, worth. It's yeah. I think it's, it's worth, worth fighting for. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's worth a little a little blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. Uh, to 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 get to be a part of a community yeah. that will hold you up and. Even celebrate with you, but also sure. in the days when you don't, you can't celebrate when you're mourning, uh, to hold you up, to carry you, to well, walk and, with you. Yeah, and even to sit with. I think there's so much commentary missed out when we don't have that kind of intimacy um, that we really need to hear. Because I got to sit with Miss Curly for a while. 
Oh yeah. Um, and well, you're blessed then. Miss Curly is my favorite, one of my favorite people in the world. Oh uh, gosh. I'm always challenged when I talk to her. Always, because yeah. she always inspires me. She's my biggest cheerleader too, and you need well, those. And you know that in that conversation, there are things that that I would. I mean, we would go then another thirty minutes if we went into all the things that we talked about. Um, but we couldn't talk about here all the things that her and I talked about. Um, yeah. We shared an intimacy because of the connection between our kids that she knows. And we're just meeting each other, but there's already an immediate connection because uh, because of the, the bridges uh, that yeah. exist between us. And Well, and our people as- adopted Maggie like day one before she was dating Tyler. <laughs> they, when they she did. started belting out those high notes singing, everybody <laughs> just was like, wow, that much praise came out of that little body. And... Uh, <laughs> And they just fell in love with her. And then well, then that she was going to marry Tyler, who Curly calls her movie star. Uh, just that was icing on the cake, man. Icing on the cake. And Christy so, and her family as well, you know. Oh, Christian. yeah. And, and, yeah. Uh, just a, a wonderful, just all the connections that we've had over the years. It was so evident and so beautiful. Yeah. Uh, I'm just grateful for it. I think that's a good word to end with. Thankful, grateful, and... Uh, I always like to go back uh, to, uh, now I can't think of his name, the mystic guy. Um, who Richard was it? Rohr? No. Uh, goodness. He's a heretic. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that said, if, if the only prayer you ever pray is thanks, that will be enough. That and, will be uh, sufficient. Meister yeah. Eckhart. Sorry, yeah. I just couldn't find it. But he said, if the only prayer you ever pray is thanks, that will be enough. There you go. And I, I feel that way today. Yeah. Same Hey, here. man, I love you, and I, I hope we too. can do this a little more often this semester. I'm an empty nester now, so i got all the time in the world. <laughs> sure. I, and if you believe I, that. Uh, yeah. Well, shortly, my uh, my in-laws, it will be it will be me and Judah and Shelly and my uh, Shelly's parents. And while they're building a house here in South Texas, uh, Shelly's sister and brother-in-law will be living with us as well. So I don't know what my semester is going to look like. <laughs> we'll It'll figure be it fun. out together. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Well, I'll let you go. Thanks. It was fun. You take care. Enjoyed it. You too. See you. Bye. Hey, thanks again for listening to Pontificating Pastors. If you like what you're hearing, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor or any one of the other platforms. We hope you have a great week.